You're listening to the Rogue Medic Podcast. The Rogue Medic Podcast is hosted by Jason Tarlon and Jeff Quiesen, where each month we could discuss anything from wilderness medicine and rescue to providership and field leadership. Our goal is to bring educational opportunities to our listeners and provide insight about topics that we are passionate about here at Sergeant Rescue. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Rogue Medic Podcast, and welcome back to Shorts from the Line. In this episode, we're going to explore an often overlooked and very much underrated topic, and that is hygiene. Failing to account for one's personal hygiene means the body is going to be more vulnerable to illness and disease inside and out. This can also account for a lot of secondary complications that lead to infection. Um, and infection is a huge secondary complication from poor hygiene. Then not for nothing, no one wants to be around, you know, the smelly, nasty people. But, you know, that being said, we work out here in the line and we encounter those crews that wear that stink, sweat, stains, and the cancer of all the other things that we can pick up in the ash as that badge of honor. However, often that mentality of I'm just going to be, you know, dirty and, you know, is where we see a lot of like camp cruds and other things like that, that kind of grow from that environment. If we take a look back in history, we can actually see how this can become a detriment to our life out here on the line. Yes, it's true. There are going to be days that we're just nasty, dirty, stinky, smelly. Maybe we're spiking out and we didn't realize we were spiking out. But those are only temporary things. They're not, you know, yes, they're they're unavoidable at the time. But staying that way is a choice. And it's something that we need to be aware of. So even if we look back in the history and, you know, some of these things I like to relate to other historical events to kind of show the issues here, because we don't necessarily see these things very well. So even armies in the modern world have jobs within the ranks that actually combat disease, deal with sanitation, deal with hygiene. Um, and some of the most famous explorations, um, some of the most famous attempts at achieving great things, um, explore, whether that be adventuring, exploration, new discoveries, and even just militaries throughout the time and throughout the world have seen complete and utter failures and significant losses of life due to disease. We can see a whole crew down with influenza and we can see an increase in IWIs due to illness induced fatigue when people are dealing with colds and lack of sleep because of those things, lack of good sleep because of those things. When we see folks that are not eating as well because of the same issues and, you know, that can lead to a lot more injuries. And we see that out here. Um, it's, it's called a grind for a reason, right? Um, we're grinding away on these rolls and out putting in long hours, living in close quarters with dirt, disease, things that we're picking up, people we haven't lived with. So that introduces new germs and, and everything like that into our environment. Now, while we're not war fighters, we do live in similar conditions and we need to be advocates for good hygiene amongst the crews that we interact with. 
we see these folks day in and day out. We see their lack of hygiene. We start to pick up on the smells. Um, we see the folks out here with, you know, the yellows that are not even tarnished with, you know, ash and stained in that, in that manner. It's literally just sweat and dirt into this like muck of a putty that becomes a shirt. Right. So we see these kind of things out here. We deal with it day in and day out. Um, some of the fires that we go to don't have laundry facilities. And we're working in this space out here where, you know, that we're picking up whatever in the ash. We're seeing and watching guys and gals walk through stands of poison ivy, stands of poison oak, and then wonder why we have these these reactions that we see to those types of environmental influences. Um, not for nothing, like the more stuff that we have built up into the Nomex, the less it's actually effective when we need it to work. So that's another kind of piece of this puzzle here. But more importantly, you know, every time you cough, every time you sneeze, it's, it's getting into that clothing, it's getting into that space, and we need to take care of that. We see crews from all over, people coming together on the same crews, sometimes intermingling with the other crews nowadays, getting everybody kind of close quartered. And we see a lot of stuff that comes from that. We start seeing common things like the common cold, flu, COVID propagation, rashes, ulcers, skin breakdown and sores. Um, all these things that we would consider modern plagues that we see in fire camps. Most of which ends up being like common cold, influenza, maybe some flu, COVID off and on nowadays still. Um, but like most of that is from poor hand hygiene, poor cleanliness of hands. And if you think about it and you look at the, the studies out there involving like how often we touch our face and things like that, when we were looking at like COVID transmission and things along those lines, we saw that, you know, we touch our face close to our eyes. Um, we're putting food in our mouths with dirty hands and all these other things like you wash your hands, but then you put your hands in your pockets. Um, you wash your hands and then the crew, you know, wipes across the shirt that they're, they're trying to, you know, work in. Um, they're, they're not getting the dirt out from underneath their fingernails. All these things are places of how we transmit these little bugs and germs. And, you know, we have a hard time envisioning this microscopic space in this microscopic world that, literally kills us sometimes so we see these things we we know these things we we've learned about these if you've ever taken like a wilderness medicine course and we talk about disease transmission and we all of us have lived through covid at this point in time and all of the things around disease transmissions and how we how we do this and back to the point of we touch our faces quite a bit we, we scratch our face, we rub our face, we try to rub our eyes. Every time we eat, we're touching things with our hands and bringing them up to our mouths. And all of these spaces are portals of how infection gets in the body quite frequently. That's how we pick these things up, influenza and things like that. You know, we touch a droplet that has uh, that strain in it, get it into the body whether it's by like touching near our eyes and it gets into our eyes, uh, up our nose, um, 
ingesting things in in the food from touching things out here you know we see all of that um things like dysentery can happen from poor hygiene um e coli those kind of things from eating stuff that we've touched out here you know the dirt that's out here in this environment has animal fecal matter in it animal urine our urine god forbid our fecal matter in it um, all of these things can cause disease in the body and cause problems for us out here on the line you know you get somebody who's got diarrhea that's out here on the line and they're you know trying to clean themselves up but they're getting it on their hands and stuff like that and it's hard to see because of the dirt that they're working in now we get disease from those kind of portals um urination same thing like you know, you don't wash your hands, clean your hands after those kind of things. And it's like, it seems like such a simple thing to get across to folks, clean your hands. But that's that's what we see. Um, when we start looking at the body and friction points and things along those lines, areas that like the area around the neck, um, in the armpits, in the groin, buttocks, underneath those areas, the joints, um, feet, we start to see areas where we start growing different funguses. Um, and the more that you neglect your hygiene, and we allow these crews to neglect hygiene, um, the more problems we see. At the current fire I'm at in Oregon here, uh, poison oak is a huge problem and you know it's same as like poison ivy poison sumac it's all from that earth oil that comes on the leaves and, and from the plant itself gets on the clothing gets on your hands you touch yourself it, it seeps through the clothing and now you have these rashes that happen on the skin you know, these are all things that are hygiene related because if you clean yourself and shower regularly, um, even if you don't shower regularly, just wipe yourself down with baby wipes, those kind of things. This keeps those oils from spreading and helps dry those areas so that the oil doesn't continue to irritate the skin. And that's how we see these bigger rashes occur and that allows it to spread. And then you get the earth oil into your sweat and it'll follow those sweat bands and those sweat lines. And then we can start seeing, you know, fevers and other, other secondary infections and things. Cause now we have open sores and portals from scratching. So these are all things that we can see here. Um, ulcers, skin breakdown, um, crotch rot, all of these things can be issues. Um, not cleaning your feet, keeping your socks dry, those kind of things breed fungal infections between the toes um, to the point that they can be very painful, cause split skin. Um, if you have feet that aren't staying dry and you're starting to get immersion foot, we talked a whole bunch about foot stuff in the last episode but we can see those types of things happen um scratches cuts scrapes things like that happen out here people get stitches and still work out here in this space because you know we we can and we need to um you can see a lot of secondary infections from the things that can get into those wounds from poor wound management um burns we have people who get burns out here we're working around fire they step in stump holes and so forth and they'll get treatment and come back to the line and or get treatment and just have you bandage every day and if we're not practicing good hygiene and coaching them in good hygiene to keep those areas clean now we start seeing these infections that happen that can lead to sepsis very rapidly in this environment and again i call these things modern plagues 
because they do affect readiness. They affect your ability to work. It affects our crew's ability to stay safe in this environment. And we need to be good stewards of the things we need to do. Um, the med unit leaders and things like that, that if you, if any of you guys are listening to this podcast, like one of the big things to consider is where toilets are located in camps. Like we like to have them in convenient locations, but one of the places that should not have toilets anywhere close to them is the canteen is the, the, the kitchens, the mobile kitchens. Um, you know, flies carry disease, mosquitoes carry disease, all those little vector borne things get into the food, gets cooked into the food and those flies and things like that in that space, because they're coming from the bathroom. We tend to see E. coli, right? And that's how it kind of gets in there. So just kind of, kind of some of the highlights of things to think about is, is positioning of certain amenities. Um, you know, types of soaps, you know, should be using antimicrobial soaps um, and those kind of things out here. Um, we should be having those conversations with our crews as line medics and as cr ambulance crews and as REMS teams out here. We have a responsibility not just for the medical aspect, but for the preventative medicine and the, the readiness aspect. And that comes with those hygiene, hygiene conversations like talking to your crew bosses about getting your, your crews in for showers, uh, making sure if there aren't showers that they're actually cleaning themselves, um, making the time to, for laundry in the evenings, you know, those kind of things keep crews safe and healthy. Um, and that's a lot of stuff that's going on. So when we educate the crews, we need to educate them on proper hand washing Right. And, and when it's appropriate to use sanitizer versus hand washing, um, all of these crews carry, you know, five gallon, two and a half gallon water jugs. It's very easy to make those hand washing stations on the back of their rigs, you know, wash their hands before lunch, wash their hands after using the bathroom, at least sanitize after using the bathroom, those kind of things. Um, clean clothing, like, I, I know I kind of hit on this already, but clean clothing is huge out here. And it, it's, I won't say impossible to keep 100% clean clothing, right? We're going to get dirty. We're going to be working. But when I'm saying clean clothing, it's like change your drawers, change your t-shirt, wash your greens and yellows at least once a week. Those kind of things help cut down on infection and cut down on germ transmission and disease transmission. Um, and it also helps to, you know, cut down on this stink and other things like that as well that affect morale and also can propagate like infection and disease. Keeping feet clean, you know, we have had that whole episode talking about just foot care and things we need to do for those kind of kind of things out there. Um, dental care is big. Um, it's one of the things that I see very commonly under underdone, overlooked. Um, and if you look at like a lot of travel kits for these types of events, um, you don't see a lot of toothbrushes and toothpaste. But um, one of the more common things that can be very debilitating is um, gum ulcers, gum irritation from plaque and dust and dirt and other things along those lines. Uh, it's also like the main portal for a lot of diseases to get into the body in this environment. So keeping a clean mouth is going to be huge for health and wellness out here. Fingernails. 
um, this is this is a big one that really gets overlooked. Like we wash our hands. Um, there's hand washing stations. People are forced to wash hands before they go to the go through the chow line and get their food. But we don't tend to do well enough to like get the dirt out from underneath our, our fingernails. And I'm standing here talking to you today, just looking at my fingers while I'm doing that. And I have dirt under my fingernails too. And I don't even really do a lot of work as a line medic, right? I'm out here standing by, maybe hiking around with the crews a little bit. But reality of it is, is I have dirt under my nails and I really haven't done much to get it there. Um, and why I bring this up is that is usually the main vector portal of where a lot of this bacteria gets its breeding and stuff like that, um, where we start seeing the colonization of different bacterias, diseases, and that lends itself to getting people, you know, disease, um, passing that along. And we, again, we touch our hands to our faces. We stick our fingers into our ears. We scratch, um, we're touching open wounds and things like that with our hands and fingers. And even if we washed our hands, if I don't get the dirt out from underneath my fingernails, that's where I see bacteria colonization and I can still get disease from quote unquote clean hands. So, um, hair removal. So this is kind of a controversial one for out here in this space. Um, I myself love my beard. Um, but there's, there's always a study out there that you can find. It's like, yeah, every, every beard that you come in contact with and every major beard has fecal matter in it, or, you know, maybe not quote unquote fecal matter, but bacteria, food particles that are breaking down, all that kind of fun stuff. So keeping shorter beards, not necessarily, you know, shaving and stuff like that is, is a way to prevent all of that. Uh, it's not something that I, I advocate for you guys to walk around to some of these crews and be like, yeah, man, you gotta, you gotta cut your beard off, you know, cause it's unsanitary. Um, where <laughs> in, in my head, those are fighting words, but you know, one of the, the uh, some of the other things to consider is, you know, areas where excess hair can be problematic um females with longer hair and things like that trying to keep it clean um washing your beard you know at the hand washing station those kind of things to kind of keep that that cleaner um between showers and such so um while we may not push for removal um we definitely want to you know talk to people and talk to the crews about how do i keep that that space clean and maintain it because when i when you have have the beard it comes with great responsibility right and that responsibility is to keep it clean you know we have extra steps that we have to do um to do those kind of things same with long hair and so forth um hand sanitizer use Re remind crews that it's a stopgap. It's not a primary method of hand cleaning. Um, yes, sanitizer cuts down on the amount of bacteria colonization, but it, it doesn't stop it, right? So hand washing with normal soap and water is much more effective and should be the primary way of doing it. Sock changes, shower habits, those kind of things, you know, again, make sure that they're making time to do those things. And if you know it's been, you know, four or five days, it's it's time to have those conversations of, hey, you need, if your eyes aren't going to shower, or we don't have showers available, bath in a bag, baby wipe baths, so on and so forth, get it done. 
Um, field hygiene kits. This is just something I want to touch on real quick. You know, things that should be in a field hygiene kit. So hand sanitizer, um, small bottles of like hand soap that are environmentally friendly because, you know, we're washing stuff out here. We have to, you know, be respectful of the environment, right? Making sure that we're not putting soaps into the water and so on and so forth that are going to cause, you know, damage to the ecosystem. So just food for thought there. Um, if you're not going to use toothbrushes and you don't want to carry toothbrush toothpaste, there are like the little, little pre-built ones um, that I like to use. They're a lot more lightweight, take up a lot less space, um, have the, the little plastic brushes and stuff like that, the little whisks as I, as I call them. Um, to do those kind of things that all that'll still allow for those that um, that mouth hygiene um, and at a minimum, you know, some sort of high alcohol content mouthwash uh, for that. So this one's going to sound a little like uh, how, how do I want to phrase this? A little poshy, you know, deodorant. Um, and it's, yes, deodorant is for the smell, um, but what deodorant does in those spaces, and there are, like, not necessarily deodorants for, like, the groin and buttocks areas, um, because those do exist, but, like, nut butter and squirrel nut butter and stuff like that, um, cuts down on chafing, puts a little bit of a protective kind of, like, uh, oil kind of, kind of protection down there. Um, same with the armpits with deodorant, it, it cuts down on the amount of bacteria that will grow in those areas. Um, so that's, it seems kind of, kind of poshy, kind of snoshy out here. Very, you know, yeah, I don't want to smell you kind of a, kind of a, kind of an item, but deodorant does do those things for us. Um, antiperspirants, I would stay away from personally. Um, if you look at like, the idea of how the body's supposed to function and what's in antiperspirants to keep that perspiration down. Yes, it, it will help keep that area drier. Um, but then antiperspirant actually clogs pores, clogs um, those ducts. And that's why we don't sweat as much. It gets down into those spaces, blocks them up, um, which can out here in this environment where we're not showering regularly, not cleaning regularly. Um, that actually becomes portals for cysts and blockages and infect, and that can lead to some pretty significant infections in places that are very difficult to deal with. Um, toilet paper, baby wipes, those are self-explanatory, right? We, we want to keep ourselves clean. We want to deal with excrement and we want to make sure that we're taking care of all that. Um, Speaking of excrement and waste, you know, we want to make sure that we're following some simple guidelines. So basically we want to urinate away from any of our work area, any of our water, um, about at least, you know, 10 to 50 yards away from a vehicle. Um, when you, when you do those kind of things close to a vehicle, it's like, oh, I'm just peeing on the ground, right? It's not a big deal. Um, but urine can be full of toxins um, at times and it also attracts like flies and other things like that that carry disease so we want to do those things further away to kind of help thwart that off especially if we're in the same spot repeatedly 
um, cat holes, right? 100 feet away from any work areas, 100 feet away from any water sources, um, especially if we're using those water sources for hand washing, um, pumping, those kind of things. We wanna make sure that we're not pumping sewage and getting sewer water all over our hands because um, we're doing that up, up home. Uh, make sure that your cat holes are like six to eight inches deep where possible and bury everything pretty deep and pretty nicely. Um, and then hand care post using the bathroom is huge, right? It's, it's one of those things you take a sanitation class and the number one thing that they talk to you about is hand sanitation, right? You keep your hands clean, it cuts down 60% on average. Uh, the amount of disease that you will see, the colds, influenza spreads, all that kind of fun stuff. Because um, we touch all sorts of things. We handle all sorts of things. Um, and something else to consider is like there's hand wipes, like the, the hand sanitizer hand wipes and things like that, wiping down equipment, pens, door, door handles, steering wheels, those kind of things with those wipes periodically in this environment cuts down on that disease transmission as well. So really rudimentary, really down to basic, um, scratching the surface on like the why more so than the disease processes, um, you know, yeast infections and fungal infections and things like that. We're gonna treat as we've been trained to treat them. Um, and the biggest thing with the hygiene piece is that preventative medicine and occupational health thing for us out here in this environment. We want to take care of the crews. And it's I, I really personally think it's one thing that gets gets not harped on enough um, to new medics in this space, new EMTs, new medics. And, and yes, the, the word line medic out here is synonymous with whatever your certification level is. So just kind of deal with it. Sorry if you don't like that and you just want to be called a paramedic because it strokes your fucking ego. Sorry, brother. Um, it's just not going to happen, right? We're line medics and that medic is synonymous with healthcare out here in this space. It doesn't matter what your certification level is. You're looked at as that person that's supposed to know these things and be able to do that. Um, and then don't be embarrassed to talk to the crews. Don't be embarrassed to interact with the folks that you're working with. We need to build a rapport, one, in case something does happen. But two, we want to make sure that we're keeping them safe and on the line. They're here to do a job, too. They're here to work just like we are. So we want to make sure that we're taking care of our people and taking care of our personnel out here on the line so that they can continue to do their jobs, too. So... Just wanted to impart that. Hopefully you guys got a little bit of something out of this. I, I appreciate you guys listening. Um, take care, stay safe, and we'll see you next time. See you, bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you would like to find out more information about our podcast, head to sergeantrescuetraining.com backslash podcast. If you have a topic you would like to explore with us, please email us at sergeant underscore rescue tng at outlook.com and let us know about it we want to hear about all of your ideas then to stay up to date on all of our course offerings and other training events follow us on facebook and instagram or check us out on our webpage regularly and then again don't forget to train for the chaos today not when it strikes rogue medic podcast signing out see you all in the next episode